Welcome back to Runner's Voice, everybody. I'm here with another episode. I'm your host, Abby Lopez, and I have Ellie Kiefer on the podcast today, a professional runner for Osley. I hope I'm saying that right. But she is an amazing person, very nice. We talk about her experience at running for Wake Forest and Arizona State University, how she start how she started running at a very young age. Um, her she started doing CrossFit for a little bit too, so we talk about that. Her favorite training shoes. We also talk about body image and how the importance of having a healthy body image is in running. We talk about a lot of great things here, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Don't forget to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a few friends. I would greatly appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much again. Now let's get into the episode. Hey guys, one more thing. Sorry about the background noise. I had a window open and I have to have it open. So sorry about the background noise. If you hear a lot of background noise, forgive me. But let's get into the episode. Welcome back to Runner's Voice, everybody. I'm your host, Abby Lopez, and I am here with a special guest, Ali Kiefer. Hi, Ali. Hi. Thanks so much How for being you? on. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. To, it's awesome to have you. Um, I have another pro runner on the podcast. I don't know. I think you're like my third pro runner. I've had a few guys. I've had um, Matt Baxter from NAZ Elite, and I've had Sydney um, from Ten Men Elite. So you're my third pro runner on the podcast, which is amazing. Um, nice. I'm only nice. in going into college, so it's like pretty cool that I get to talk to people from the professional realm so yeah so it's, it's awesome to get to talk to you so if people know about you uh, if you could tell a little bit about yourself that'd be great yeah I mean I think it's really cool that you made a podcast this early in life that's pretty impressive Thank you. um I feel like my accomplishments are not as good but um <laughs> I I'm a professional runner I guess I ran in college and high school and then tried to kind of make it um, as a pro right out of college and made the Olympic trials in 2012 and got hurt and then didn't be, I wasn't able to run in the race and I eventually like kind of quit the sport I just kind of thought all my best performances are behind me and I was um, I'll always be a runner so I just kind of moved on to the the rest of my life what I wanted to do and you know live like a full life um, and then I started running again and coaching people in New York City while I was working another job. And I ended up like getting in dips in pretty good shape and then kind of thinking about going back to track meets and road races and started doing that and found some success again. And then um, miraculously kind of placed fifth in the New York City Marathon. And then I went back the next year and and did run faster in 228, my PR, but I got seventh. So, yeah, that's me. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I heard you, where did, I think you moved to New York, is that correct? And then you just started uh, working and things, you're doing CrossFit, that's right. I, yeah, that's all right. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm from New York and I had been living in Colorado and before that Arizona and before that North Carolina. So I was kind of just ready to kind of move back home, see my family. Um, do the New York City thing, so I moved into Manhattan, and yeah, it was it was fun. I was nannying, so it wasn't like necessarily a career, but it was a fun way to do something outside, get paid for it, work with kids, um, have enough free time to 
run. It was good. Yeah, that sounds really nice. And and how did you like uh, New York City compared to where you are right now, Austin, Texas? So I love Austin. I mean, this is where I see myself settling down. I think that like I always wanted the New York City experience, and it's it, although I don't ever think I wanted to stay there forever. I'm glad I I did it and like had that experience because just a completely different world almost um and i think the hustle and bustle of new york kind of makes you appreciate some of the like quietness or it did for me um but i i do love i guess i didn't really know what i was searching for until i got to austin but i always thought i was pretty much a city person because i don't like when you don't see people like walking downtown and i i like that idea but i think of Austin feels like a town, but has the amenities of a city. And so I'll just be running around and see a bunch of people I know, but then, um, you know, can go to a bunch of like cool things that only cities really have, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. I live in the suburbs of Chicago and I've actually been to the city a lot. I've lived in the city for a little bit when I was a lot younger. Um, Then my parents decided to move out into the suburbs and actually I really like it because it's a lot quieter and yeah, like you said, um, I don't know. I've never been to Austin, Texas, but I imagine it's beautiful there. Um, but like like you said, it's a lot more quiet and you don't get the noisiness of the city, which is nice. Well, I mean, you're in a city. It's just like you can be a couple miles, a few miles away and feel like you're in the middle of nowhere almost. Um, I think that's a Texas thing, though. That must be <laughs> you can't so really nice. do that in New York City. <laughs> yeah, that must be so nice. Because, like, for running, that's perfect, actually. Quiet. Yeah, and there's, I mean, I live, um, I'd say, two miles, nine and a half from downtown. And I am a mile away from the trail that there's a, a lake that's actually a river um, that runs, like, right downtown. And so... Wow. There's a 10-mile loop that you can run around there, which I think is pretty cool. It's, usually the trails are all on the outside of the city, but, you know, it's right in the middle. Wow, that sounds so cool. Yeah, I definitely want to visit Austin sometime. That that sounds amazing. Well, don't come in the summer because it's really hot right now. <laughs> Yesterday was like, uh, it felt like 109, they said. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but is it? it's not humid, right? It is humid. Oh, jeez. So it's actually only 102, but it felt like 109 because of the humidity. That's so, oh my goodness. Yeah, in Illinois here, it got, I think, well, right now it feels like 90 or so, but it's really like 81 because it's so humid. It rained this morning, mm-hmm. so yeah, I feel bad. It, get, it could get really bad when it's humid and hot, so yeah. yeah. Um, But how did you start running in the first place? Like, to, we go way back. Like, when did you first start running? Yeah, I ran, um, I just kind of followed myself, uh, myself, my sister into the sport. She kind of got noticed by the crossing guard that she was fast. And so she, my mom um, signed her up for a club that the crossing guard recommended. And then by default, like I kind of just went to because I had working parents, so they couldn't really like be at different places. And so we had to do like a group activity together. And, um, so my mom like convinced them that they were going to let me in as it in I was only in kindergarten. So I was 6 years old. Wow. And, yeah, You're and so we, young. Yeah. We it was a lot of fun. We like played games, sang songs. Like, I still remember some of the songs. We uh ran for Tic Tacs at the end of every like sprint. You would get a Tic Tac. And 
it was, it sounds a little crazy now because you're like, oh, you're forcing kids to run with candy. But <laughs> it was really fun. I don't, I have like such good memories of it. And then uh, we didn't actually go another year. Like we only did that one year of the, of the program. But um, then in middle school, my sister was four years older. And in New York, when you're in seventh grade, you can pick a sport in school. It's like the first time we're able to do that, play a sport for our school. And my sister had been doing soccer, but um, that's where she started out when she was in middle school, but she was in in high school now. And so she was running. She was captain of the cross country and indoor and outdoor track teams. And so I just kind of wanted to be like her. And I just joined running like the track teams too. That's awesome. Yeah. And how how did that go? Did you run in middle school or was it just high school? Yeah, I I ran in middle school and um, I ran for my middle school for the first year. And then I actually ran for the high school the second year, which was kind of cool because my sister was four years older than me. So I was able to run with her because we would never overlap because like high school is only four years. So when I was a freshman, she was actually a freshman in college. So since I moved up as a eighth grader to the high school team, I was able to like run with her. And so she would pick me up from middle school and bring me to the high school practice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice. And did you like the experience and while you're in high school, uh, during, you know, while you're in high school, like actually in high school and you're running on the track team and, and cross country, were you running cross country too? Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. So how did those that go? So I did enjoy it a lot. I mean, I, I think that I was didn't really do very well in school, and I I found success early with running. So I think I kind of put um, my like time and energy into that because it gave me some confidence. And so I I did really like it. I worked really hard. Um, I got up some mornings with my best friend who lived across the street to run before school, um, and I made it to Foot Lockers and. I was second in indoor nationals. I went to outdoor nationals. Like I did feel like I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, and I was pretty successful at it. Um, but, but, you know, there was always highs and lows. And uh, it seemed like at first you kind of put, you know, you when you first start running, you can get a lot better just the more you try and the more you run. And then at a certain point, like, that doesn't always continue to happen. And so I definitely had times where I didn't understand why I wasn't improving. And I think that was like hard. And I had wrapped my confidence in like how I was performing rather than like the effort I put into it. Yeah, I totally feel that like um, the past, I'd say two years, mostly this year was like pretty rough um, for me personally like performing wise I wasn't improving like you get frustrated and you don't know why really and Uh yeah you're putting in a lot of effort and like nothing shows like the results Uh so like you're getting you you love it and it like it seems like this equation of I put in effort and then I get faster and all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore like what do you do did you figure out what was happening with you yeah but um I don't know if I did because well, I got in a bad injury, um, like, about two months later, I'd say, after, like, I was like, okay, what's going on? I'm not doing good well anymore at all. Um, I had a stress reaction in my tibia, so that was, took me out for, like, four months. So I'm starting to, uh, like, slowly come back from that. Like, I'm healthy completely now, and I'm building up pretty good mileage now, but I think that's why, like, I guess my body was just tired, and 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, I eventually got a pretty bad injury. That was the worst injury I've had, and that's the longest I've been out. So I'm pretty sure I was just tired. But uh, how about you? Did you figure out, like, why the same thing happened to you? So my senior year, I did get injured, and I didn't really know what it was. Like, no one could really figure it out. But it's like I had a lot of pain in my legs and it felt like muscular growing pains or something but um I ended up taking a good amount of time off and I had a pretty bad uh, final senior year but I ended up going like to college the next year and um I didn't really figure it out then either but it took me until I think junior year kind of to like get the ball rolling again but um I do I feel like it was a mixture of things like um, I think that when I got to college, it was really like a whole different lifestyle. Like everything changes. I mean, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> no one's yeah. like setting structure for you. It's crazy. And so you can kind of like, I was definitely someone who needed a little bit of more like handholding and someone you know, building the structure for me. And I think it would have come a little more natural if I had been running well, but since I wasn't running well, I was doing the wrong things, like going to parties and not eating properly, which honestly just gets you more injured, right? So it doesn't get you any faster. So it kind of fed this negative cycle. And um, my sister died when I was in my junior year. And I'm sorry to going hear that. into my junior year. And so I redshirted most of that year. Um, but I had a really good senior year and I did a fifth year that was even better. It just took a little bit of um, read, like defining why I do it. And it's not just for the PRs. Like at some point we're not going to PR anymore. And I started this conversation by saying I'll be a lifelong runner because I know that I do it because I love it. And so I've tried to throughout all the dips and the lows in my career, like remind myself why I do it and just go back to like, it's fun and, it's not just to run faster and it, it, somehow it ends up like you eventually get faster because it's not your, like your mind isn't fighting what you're like. You're just allowing your body to do whatever it can. And it's also like really mental sport. So I think that my own like mindset was hindering me some of the time. Yeah. I totally feel like what you're saying right now. And I'm sorry to hear about your sister. I'm really sorry to hear about that. Um, but so going into college, I read that you went to um, was it Wake Forest and another college? Wh- which one was that? Yeah, I did four years at Wake Forest, and then I did a fifth year at Arizona State. There you go. Yeah, Arizona State. Um, I actually visited Wake Forest University. Beautiful campus. Um, how was your experience uh running for them? So I loved my experience as a student at Wake Forest, and um. Then running for them, I did not run as well as I think I could have, but I did make like my best, some of my best friends still on the team. So it was like good and bad. Where um, I don't, I don't think I really saw eye to eye with the coach of like the best training methods for me. And I, I feel like it's really difficult when you're in high school to figure out what school you should go to. Um, Because we have, like, athletic and academic goals. And sometimes, personally now, like, with hindsight, I feel like you could go um, to a variety of different schools. Like, there's not one 
place. Like not everyone has to go to Oregon to be fast. And some people that go into some certain system, like we all have our certain strengths and a reason why you're successful in high school. And if you pick a college where the training is so different that it doesn't work to your, like what you've done well to achieve success, then it's going to, it's just hard. It's like another change. And so it's not that you necessarily can't be good with a different system, but I don't, I didn't think that I did well with that. Like we did a lot of speed and um, I'm actually way better training when I do more of like the like tempos and mile repeats on a minute recovery. Like I did that kind of training in high school and then I got to college and it was like all out 400s. I was oh, like, no. Oh my God, <laughs> um, I'm killing myself to try to hit these 400 meter splits. But, and then, you know, you see like some progress, but it didn't actually translate into a race. And so I think that um, I kind of realized that that training system like wasn't really working for me and so that's why I eventually just transferred oh I see um yeah that's tough I feel what you're saying like that you when you do you don't see eye to eye with like um what the coach like thinks is better for you because I understand because like I have that same exact um body type I think tempos and those uh, types of runs longer harder runs are like I feel like I work best off of because I've seen a lot of progress off of tempos and higher volume but honestly I don't know because I've only been running for three years so I still don't know honestly but like you said um like tempos are the are best for you um I want to run the marathon one day so hopefully I think that's just the best thing for me but after you graduated from so did you graduate from Wake Forest and Arizona State or I'm confused I'm sorry yeah, so I, I did my my undergraduate at Wake Forest, and then I did a year of graduate school at Arizona State, but I didn't finish that program because it's a two-year program. I only went one year. Okay, I see. I kind of just went because I had they gave me a scholarship, and so it was a free year of, like, trying to get faster. You know, because when you, when you get, go to a school, they're kind of paying – for you to afford running, you know, the shoes, like going to races kind of as expensive. And so I really needed a coach and I wanted to continue running, but I wasn't fast enough to turn pro at that point. Like uh, even I did a lot better at Arizona state I was a lot more successful in that program. But I, even after that, I wasn't good enough to get picked up by a, a shoe company or a clothing sponsorship. So, um, it's just, it was like another way for me to do that. Mm-hmm, absolutely and after that you went to New York right correct and then you did so after Arizona State I actually um so this is kind of what I mean by like there's I don't really know what pro means in running because it's not really defined um and not very many people have contracts and so I joined a pro group the year after um I got out of Arizona State. And so I wasn't pro, but like it was the rest of them were, I guess, sponsored. I just wasn't. Oh, and so I, I had a, a different coach, and he was a, he calls himself a professional coach. Like, um, and I made the Olympic trials. And then after a couple of years, I moved to New York, basically. And yeah, that's awesome that you made the Olympic trials. Um, may I? May I ask what 
event you um, made the Olympic trials in? I the 10K. The 10K. And so how was that experience um, running for the um, Olympic trials in the 10K? I That's a pretty cool event. I really like watching that event. Um, how was that experience? So unfortunately, I got injured. I got a stress reaction. And I didn't. I just watched the race. I didn't get to race. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I, I read that actually. Okay, I remember that. I forgot that you didn't um, run the Olympic trials in Turkey. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Oh, it's um, okay. It's okay. Yeah, so that's then that's when you moved to New York. And I read that, obviously, I, you um, told me that you did CrossFit. I'm just curious. I've always been interested in that. How was that experience for you? I mean, I love lifting. I think it's fun. I don't think necessarily for every runner because I know some other people don't really enjoy it but um i think it's made me more powerful faster more efficient um more durable so i i don't really i do like a crossfit gym because i like to to kind of drop the weight like you pick up something heavy and then you can throw it down and you can't really do that at every gym because the weights and the floor it's like not all meant for that but um i always thought that was kind of fun to just like feel really strong but um I didn't do once I was like training for the marathon I didn't do CrossFit workouts I lifted heavy like CrossFit first do but I didn't they do a lot of like high intensity um they all have like a particular training plan and that didn't work for me when I was also running so I just went into the CrossFit gym did the lifts that someone watched me do and then that was it if that makes sense Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think it's just a cool uh, sport that I was curious about it. Um, yeah, it is cool. Have you have you watched the CrossFit Games? I have, and and they're insane. I don't know how they they do the type of things that they do. I know they're good at everything. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy because they even like run run events like ten k's, five k's. Um, yeah, and, and they lift heavy. Cycle cross and they swim and they like kayak. That's, yeah, that's insane. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would even try to to do that one day, but I don't know. They're just insanely uh, great athletes, so that's awesome. They are. I do think that it's it's true like they are the fittest athletes in the world yeah because if you have that amount of strength and endurance like that's makes you the all-around athlete the best um yeah so that's pretty cool so um moving on to what um to another thing is you are a lot of people a lot of people that know you uh know that you are a big advocate for you know having a healthy body image and and so i'm just curious what is your like message that you want to give by telling people to have a healthy body image and and what are you trying to give and why are you trying to give that message? Yeah, so I think my like big message is strong, not skinny. And um, I say that because I've heard a lot through my life that like, oh, just to, to be faster, you just need to lose some weight or um, that like you don't, you shouldn't, you're not going to be able to like stay up here like, get to the back of the like start line like people don't think that I'm going to be as good as I I might be because of the way I look and um I've noticed a lot of other people unfortunately like um lose weight and then they find a little bit of success and they kind of keep doing it and I think it's a shortcut to what you can actually achieve 
So like, let's say you, you ran a five minute mile and then you lost some weight, you ran a four fifty five, right? Like you might continue to keep trying to lose weight. Um, but if it's an unhealthy amount of weight loss, it's going to come back and bite you. And, um, then I saw teammates and people that I ran against kind of like get into this cycle of they like lose a little bit of weight and then maybe have one good season and then they would be injured for like forever. Or if they were lucky, they were able to repair themselves if they caught it early enough. But I actually had a teammate in college at Wake Forest and she won nationals in the 5K and then she went to Worlds, too. So she got third at USA's and made the World Championships. And then she never ran again after that. She got picked up by Nike and got paid for a year. But um, she had gone down this like cycle of under-fueling herself and under-eating. And she couldn't. It's unsustainable if it's not in a healthy Like, if you're cutting too many calories, you, you cannot ever reach, like, your full potential. And so I think that she would have gotten to the same times and like she still would have made world championships and she would have had a much longer career if she had never had the eating disorder. But unfortunately running kind of, um, I think sometimes it's encouraged. It's encouraged and then also you have that short-term success. So you think that you're actually doing the right thing for yourself, like, or and it's just, it's just not, it's just wrong in so many ways. And so I do think like for performance, you're, you're going to hurt yourself in the long run, not be able to achieve all of the times that you want to, but also for health. Like if you're running to be part of a healthy lifestyle and, but you're not actually eating and fueling yourself then you're not healthy. And, um, we're like, kind of the type of people that are running a lot of miles every week but then only eating salads and um so I just wanted to be an advocate of having someone um that like say that to me when I was in high school because I got the conversation that I should just lose weight and be thinner not that I should like fuel myself Mm -hmm. yeah um and I appreciate that because I know you're helping a lot of you know, not only girls, but guys as well in high school and college as well, um, you know, who are struggling with that, I bet. And that that I really appreciate because it's important. Not everyone talks about it. And it's kind of like, a, I think, a taboo subject because in running, it's like, like you said, it's so encouraged to just want to, like, be a certain weight or whatever. But um, I think it's an important thing to talk about as well. Yeah, well, I think that, people are misguided in feeling like there's a certain look to fitness and there is no like look to being fast. You're just, you know, you can't look fast, but people assume that if you're thin, you're fast. And then if you're overweight, you're not fast. And, um, I'm just so sick of it because it's not true. You can't go on the starting line of a race and determine who's going to win based on the body fat percentage. So I know that I've lined up against people who are thinner than me and I've beaten them, you know, like in the pro field of, of a race. And so, um, I am frustrated for myself, but I'm also frustrated for other people and for like, I think of like baby alley. I say that because like, no one, there's no one telling me that I didn't have to look like someone else to be successful when I was in high school. And I wish there had been.
Yeah, and yeah, and I'm sorry there wasn't, um, but yeah, I want to thank you because you're doing very good things for the running community, and it's very uh, encouraging to see that. And I think a lot more professional runners and uh, that people look up to are doing the same as well. Um, yeah, I do think that we're like starting to have a conversation about it in a lot of different ways because I have like one perspective of maybe being like heavier or on the bigger, like having more body fat than some other people. There are some pros that like are, are like naturally pretty thin and are lean and people tell them that, well, then they're anorexic. And like, you also can't look at someone and tell them that they don't eat enough. You, you don't know their habits. You don't know how much they're eating. You don't know how much they're exercising. You don't get to make that judgment call. So I just think as like a population, we need to be less judgmental about people and how the way they look. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so true. And that's very important as well. They can't be judging people. The you know, same with everything, like weight, uh, you know, the color of their skin, whatever it may be. It could anything. Yes. Great point. Yeah. Especially right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so valid, right? But yeah. like, unfortunately it happens. We do that to each other. And like, why do we belittle each other in that way instead of pick each other up? I don't understand, but um, it's unfortunate that it's very common. Yeah, that is that is unfortunate. Um, on a lighter note, I guess um, I have like these rapid fire questions that I thought would be fun to hear okay. you answer. Um, so to get started, I'm curious, what are uh, your current training shoes? I actually, I um, usually am a Nike girl, but I've been wearing these New Balance. Are these 1080s? Yeah. These are 1080s. Oh, nice. Uh, New Balance 1080s. I've, I think I've tried those on. They're actually pretty nice shoes. New Balance, I think, is underrated. I think I, they're pretty good. Yeah, that's my first pair of New Balance, but I've been wearing um, a pair of Nikes, and like Nikes usually my favorite, but... Um, the Nike Pegasus Turbos, and I started getting a little bit of like a knee issue, and I think that there's just not a lot of like support. So I think it's smart to like change up your shoes, not wear the same shoes all the time. But um, yeah, so on like fast days, I'll wear the Nikes because they're lighter, and on the easier days, I'll wear the uh, New Balance. But those are the ones I wear the most. <laughs> I like them a lot. Nice. Um. Cool. And if you could run with anyone in the world that's a non-runner, uh, who would you run with? Why? It could be like a famous person or anyone you know who doesn't run. But if you could run with them, who would it be? Mich Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. She's a yeah. She's an inspiring person. Sorry, um, this dog. Cool. Um, how about a runner that you could run? Like any runner that you know, professional or not. Any runner, hmm. Um, man, I think it's Paula Radcliffe. Yeah, she's actually she's a really like cool person. I think that she's like back in the, those days when she ran that record, like that was like so unheard of because of the technology that they didn't have compared to what we have now. It's like I feel uh -huh. like a little less impressive. It's still impressive, but it's it's a little less impressive if you run like um a time that she did. I forgot. I think it was like the two fifteen something, and somebody um I forgot what her name was. Last October, uh, ran 
Okay, cool. And you can find that on your link and Instagram, and it's on SoundCloud too, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Allie, for being on the Thank podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I would greatly appreciate it if you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take a minute, and it'll give me some feedback on how you guys are enjoying the episode, what I could do better next time. And it'll help other people find the podcast as well. So greatly appreciate that. And make sure you go follow Allie again on Instagram. I will link her handle, her Instagram link on the, in the show notes. Make sure you follow this podcast on Instagram as well at A Runner's Voice. And I will talk to you guys soon.